This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. episode 330 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Life's the same, I'm moving in stereo. Life's the same, except for my shoes. Life's the same, you're shaking like Trumbolo. Life's the same, it's all inside of you. (laughs) R.I.P., baby. Yeah, that is a huge, huge oh, shocker for me. Crushed me. Just fucking <clears throat> crushed me when I read that. The passing of the great Rick Ocasek, the lead singer for the, the Cars. Yeah. Oh. Just killed me. Yeah. Because like, the Cars are one of my all-time favorite bands. I, mine too. Like, and like, it, it, they're like one of those bands that like... People don't understand how they changed music. Right. Like, you listen to the cars now and you say, well, that's just mainstream. But in 1978, it wasn't. Right. You know, that was revolutionary. Uh-huh. Like, I'll never forget a little story time with Uncle Sean here. <laughs> Mike Deal had three older brothers. Mike Deal was my best friend when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And. His, his two oldest brothers were twins, John and Rich. Uh-huh. And Rich had, like, one of those... It was a component graphic equalizer yeah. you know, system with, you know, JVC speakers. And, like, I mean, it was a laid-out fucking system that, like... He spent his summers cutting grass mm. and spent all that money on stereo equipment. Yeah. And then... They had an aunt that worked at National Record Mart. Mm-hmm. And so she would get... And those who don't know, National Record Mart was like a record, a, a, a music store chain in the area. Mm. But, I mean, you know, back in the day, National Record Mart was huge. But um, she would... So she would get them, like, all the new music, like, really fucking cheap. Yeah. And he had a copy of the car's first album. Mm-hmm. But the album was the cover art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so like it was like a plastic, a clear plastic sleeve that the, it sat in, but the album itself had the cover art, like in, in, you know, printed on it. Yeah. And um, I remember him playing, like him. Mike was like, "Rich, can you play that Cars album for us?" And Rich played us that that first Cars album. It was like the first time I ever heard the Cars. Uh-huh. And I listened to that entire album and was just <laughs> amazed. At that music, yeah, like just sat there mesmerized, and like, and Rich would do that. Like, there was a lot of like the great thing about John and Rich were they were two very different people. Rich was more into modern music, and John was like, 
Led Zeppelin, The Doors, like so Springsteen. So like that's where I got like a lot of like a lot of my love for these two different styles of music were these two brothers. Yeah. And um but listening to the Cars first album was just like one of those magical moments where like my mind opened up to like the possibilities of what music could be. Uh-huh. Like and that was the Cars first album. And yeah. That album is so fucking good. <laughs> to this day, it's so fucking good. Yeah. You know, and and that was, like, you know, I, I mean, the the band as a whole was phenomenal, but, like, the, the lyrics of Rick Ocasek, just, and, like, the, just a goofy look that he was. I mean, they embraced the MTV generation, you know, with their videos, you know. Which were very different. Which were very different, and, again, like, helped, like... <laughs> galvanize what music videos were yeah. even you know and like I even remember Rick Ocasek released an, an album a solo album called Two Hearts and the Happy Ending Machine and there was an, a song on it I, I wish I could remember the name of the fucking song it's gonna drive me nuts I should have looked it up beforehand um, but the video for the song was like it was like Rick Ocasek had to go on a quest it, to to get his girlfriend, yeah, and it was like a D and D quest, yeah. So like it was like Rick Ocasek in like Rick Ocasek like suit and tie, but he's carrying a sword, <laughs> you know, and he's taking on like creatures and stuff. Um, let me see if I can find this. Two hearts and a happy ending machine. That was Daryl Hall. No, <laughs> holy fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> um, by whom I like as well. Yeah. Love Hornets. All right, so let me see here. Around the same time period too. Yeah, I is this? I think it was this side of paradise. Okay. Um, yeah, the song was called "Emotion in Motion." Okay. Um, but it was like like this like great little. You'll hear it. You'll remember it. Like the video has a very legend feel yeah, about it. Yeah, it's like, it's, but it's like this buried little nugget. Yeah, like yeah. nobody remembers this song, but when you hear it, you're like, "Oh shit, yeah!" And I don't know why, because it is like such a good song. It's like this, this like simple little, like I can't explain. Like, it's just this simple little song. It's just it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's a good song. Yeah, but it has this like just oddball video that's like like looks like it was directed by Ridley Scott. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. holy fuck, what is going on here? Yeah, you know? turn this into a movie. Yeah, nah, but it's just such a huge, huge loss. Yeah. How did he die? Did they say? Did they ever come out with it? It was a heart thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Which sucks. I mean, again, it just it sucks because it's like. 
I mean, not again, like not that the Cars had done anything in a while. I mean, they, I know they like about six or seven years ago they released a new album for the first time in like fifteen years. Yeah, and it was a good album. Yeah, even. like that was even a good album. But um, it's just his presence means something in the world to me. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like that's that's how I feel. Like it's it, it's like he's like the elder statesman of rock and roll now, and we're like you know we're losing those guys more and more often. Sure we are. You know. Just because, you know. Yeah. And I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to the cars. I mean, like, just put them on. Yeah. I had all the CDs, well, all the tapes. Yeah. You know, and you just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, wait, here's There's what's... always something familiar and always, it was always good. You never, I, I never really got sick of the cars. Yeah. Didn't matter what was on. Well, here's what's funny. So, I pull into your house today. Like I'm, so I'm pulling on out front, and I'm listening to the Cars, my best friend's girlfriend. Uh huh. That's Bree's favorite song, by the way. Dude that lives next door to you starts singing the song when I turned off the car. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Damn, that's a good song. Uh-huh. You should turn that back on." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites." He's like, "Yeah, man," and I'm like, "Yeah, I've been listening to the Cars a lot since Rico Kasich died." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm guessing he's a little drunk, but still, it's like, but it, it was one of those things Doesn't where, it's, yeah, but it's one of those things where, like, like you know, like everybody knows the Cars music, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, no matter what you think of the Cars, you at least like one of their songs, yeah. I could guarantee it, yeah. And more importantly, I mean, one of the greatest moments in cinematic history was to moving in stereo when Phoebe Cates takes off her top, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Everybody man. remembers that scene from Fast Times. I why don't what's your favorite car song, seriously? I, I, maybe, I maybe two. What's your two favorite car songs? I, I think my favorite is my best friend's girlfriend. Uh-huh. And um I'm gonna go with moving in stereo as my second favorite. Like just because I like that song is very unique sounding, like uh-huh. the way it opens and like you're right. Like, dun, 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 dun. Like, everything about that song is right. like, so unique, and then you throw in Ocasek's voice with you know the lyrics, everything. It's like so good. Yeah, you know. Um, I always liked um, Magic, of course. Yeah, that was like one of my. Just all-time favorite songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you Might Think's one of my favorite songs. Oh, yeah. that's. A, I mean, that's great. Um, there's so many songs that are just so good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, it's... Um, it's probably my other favorite song is Let's Go. I, I just... Yeah. I, I fucking love that song. Yeah. I just I love the keyboards in the song. I, I fucking love the lyrics. Yeah. You know, let's go. Yeah, I mean it's they, they, I they like made, the nightlife. I mean like it's they just had so many good songs. They 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 they're amazingly talented musicians who were ahead of their time and revolutionized rock and roll. Yeah, in many many ways. And they're responsible for some bands out there now. Yeah. Weezer being one of them. Yeah. He found Weezer. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I you know, I, I think, like, so many bands, like, going into the 80s, 
became influenced by the cars. Sure. You know, coming out of the, like, like they, they released their first album in 78. You know, right. that, that first album is killer. Yeah. And then, so, like, you know, I, I think there were a lot of bands that came out later on, like the, your, your new wave bands who wanted to be the cars. Right. In many ways. You know, and you could see that influence in a lot of 80s music just because of how, you know, how influential that first album was in particular. But, like, you know, I mean, later on, like, you get, like you said, like, you know, uh oh, it's magic. And, like, that, that music video. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, Everything about what the cars did revolutionized. Right. Like they didn't do anything half ass. Like, like I mean, you talk, yeah. I mean, you even talk about like like as much as I don't like the song only because it was so overplayed. Drive. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's overplayed. I, I don't. I don't ever need to hear it again. But even that song at the time was just like a completely different. Sure. I mean, know, I respect it for that. Yeah. I mean, it was like the cars and the police were like in their own genre of music as far as like doing things completely different than what regular rock and roll sounded like and revolutionizing music as a whole. (laughs) You know? I agree. Yeah, he's going to be missed. Yeah. But we still have the music and that's... Exactly. We still have his legacy. That's the important thing is we still have the music. Have you ever watched, speaking of music and while we're talking about it, have you ever watched, like, reaction videos to, like, people who have never heard a song before or ever heard a musician before? It's very popular. Like, usually it's, like, like, um, people who listen to hip-hop. Okay. Like, so it's it's a lot of African-American people, but, like, they're listening to, like, rock and roll music. For the first time, okay, it's 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 interesting, and this one guy, he was he had rated he listened to Stevie Ray Vaughan. It was like a live Stevie Ray Vaughan song. I can't. I think I think it was um, Texas Flood. That's a good one. Yeah, but he like he talked about like Stevie Ray Vaughan may be the greatest guitarist of all time. Like after after watching Stevie Ray Vaughan jam live, he was like, Stevie Ray Vaughan's the greatest guitarist of all time. And somebody told him to listen to Eruption by Eddie Van Halen. And so he pulls out this live version of Eruption by Eddie Van Halen from, like, I think it might have been from, like, 1991. Because Sammy was the lead singer. And <laughs> at one point, this guy, like, because Eddie's just, you know, he's just tapping away and doing what Eddie does. And, and, you know, for my money, Eddie Van Halen is, like, you know, top five all-time greatest. You know, I can't make him number one, but... He's in that top five, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and Eddie's just doing what Eddie does. And he stops the video at one point. He goes, That guitar needs to report that it has been raped. <laughs> He's like, What that man is doing to that guitar is wrong. Yeah. You know, and at the end, he doesn't even say anything at the end of the video. He's just like, Because he keeps stopping. He's like, Why? What? 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 What more do you have to prove? You know, because, I mean, it's like a 15-minute, like, it takes a half hour for this guy to get through his 15-minute video of, like, his Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. Because mm. he keeps stopping and just, like, commenting on, like, you know, like, how unbelievable this is. At the end of it, he says nothing. He just pa- stops the video, gets up, and walks away. Like, he's done. Like, yeah. And, I mean, and it's like, 
it's stuff like that that I, I enjoy because it's, it's one of those things, again, it's very interesting to see somebody being, one, open-minded, but two, you know, also being introduced to something for the first time <laughs> that I've been looking at or listening to for 30 to 40 years. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I've seen some of these ones where these, these, these guys are, li- they're, they're, you know, it's Leonard Skinner, Freebird, live, you know, yeah. from, from like Alabama in 1972 or something. You know, I mean, it's like crazy ass shit where like, you know, these bands just jammed for like 15 minutes. Like that Freebird solo in the middle is like 10 minutes long because, you know. Well, that's how a lot of people feel about the Grateful Dead, too. Right. I mean, right. the Grateful Dead live was completely different than right. what's on tape. Yeah. Because they would just have jam sessions for right. like fucking 30, 40 minutes yeah. on the same song. And they, 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 I mean, you had no clue what each bit, what each concert was going to be from night to night. Right. You know, because they just played whatever the fuck they want. You know? Right. <laughs> They're like, hey, what do you think about this tonight? Okay, we're going to do this for about a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just, and they were good with it. Yeah. They would just, you know, especially the dead. I mean, they would just look at each other and like, yeah, it's jam. You know what I mean? But, the, but there was a time, like, uh, like the time of the guitar hero. And especially in the seventies and in the eighties, where like you know these guys would get up on stage and they would do a fifteen minute guitar solo. Yeah, I'm like sweaty Teddy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you well, know, you know, you know, he gets up there and starts doing Stranglehold. Yeah. You know, just sit down and have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Know? You know, because when he gets to that guitar solo in the middle, man, he is doing it. You know. Yeah. But that that's the shit though. Like, and it's like it's so interesting to see other people who have never heard this stuff. Like listening to it and talking about it in a way like I mean, sometimes they don't like it. Sometimes I'm like, you know, man, uh, you know, not for me. Yeah, but they're they're not like hating on it. You know, it's like they're listening to it with an open mind and saying, okay, th- yeah, this didn't strike a chord with me, but I see why people like it. Uh-huh. But a lot of times they're just like, I cannot believe this exists. Well, it's also like yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, like when you find new music and you're like, wow, that's really good. Probably hasn't happened to you in a while. No, you know, um, but it recently happened to me, <laughs> and it's funny we're talking about this because I mean, like, yeah. it recently happened to me where you know I haven't found I just haven't found really good music to like that sticks with me, right? You know, yeah. um, and I get all the. I mean, I know new music. I mean, new music's always being thrown on my face here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially rock. Yeah. And I have found something that I actually liked. And and, and it's... It's strange. Yeah. <laughs> but, number one, I like jazz. And I like ragtime jazz. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I like that period of music. Yeah. Um, I like that time period, you know, of the mm-hmm. 1915-20s, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I thought music was really cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. very instrumental and it was very cool. Yeah. Um, but I started listening to Postmodern Jukebox. And um, I don't know if they put out their... You know, I haven't got that far down the rabbit hole. Right. Um, and I don't know if they put out their own stuff. But they have covered like 50 songs from Dream On to Aerosmith to right. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, and they break it down. Um, most of the ones that I've seen, they break it down to this 1920s ragtime jazz style. Okay. 
and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's like they completely flipped the song. Yeah. There's even a tap dancer in some of them. Yeah. On tap, keeping yeah. up with the drums, like adding another right. element. Right. And like this, so it's like element upon element upon. I mean, there's a piano. There's a there's like a three pre. Sometimes there's a three piece brass section. There's right. A, sometimes there's a stand up bass. Right. Um. I mean, and it and it changes. It, there's like different singers like all the time. Right. Like it, there's moving parts to this band. Right. They come in and out. Yeah. You know what I mean. The only thing that remains constant is the <coughs> main guy, which plays piano. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other pieces seem to revolve. You right. know, sometimes I'll have a dude singer, sometimes they have girls. And the women singers sound a cross between Adele and... Um, not Adele, I shouldn't say that. I mean, her, her level. Um, but a lot of them sound similar to that Winehouse feel. That, right, yeah. It's just fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I mean... From an instrumental standpoint, I absolutely love it. Right. Um, and I know you're right, like, yeah, whatever. But I mean, no, I, I get it's it. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, like, <clears throat> and they also have a, a small piece too that they they do modern songs to doo wop. Yeah. And they have like three women up there mm-hmm. doing shabop shabop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, with this jazz back, and uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I have actually found a new band that opened my eyes up to like, wow, they're really good. Yeah. And it's covers, too. And usually, I like covers, but I'm not really into it that much. Yeah. I always felt like, yeah, you're just stealing the song. But they're actually changing the song. Yeah. Like, the the whole um, arrangement has been changed. Yeah. I mean, you can hear, like they do uh, all about that bass. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah. But in this, in their version, yeah, I actually like the song. Right. You know what I mean? It's badass. So, anyway. But I know what you mean. Like, you just find that band. It gets you excited about music. And I'm sure the Cars did a lot of that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So. And the bands. Did you ever listen to the Duran Duran cover album? I'm sure I did at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I was a big Duran Duran fan. Right, I know, I know. Um, Favorite song by Duran Duran? Name it. Wild Boys. The Chauffeur. Okay, Isn't yeah. I'll give, I'll give you that. I just saw it in a movie. It's the first time I've seen it in a yeah. movie. I can't remember what movie, but... But they, like, the, this... <laughs> it's like one of those things like you talk about cover out cover songs like I, I like a good cover song if you've like somehow changed it uh. and they did an entire album of cover songs okay and um like I mean they, like some of it was like I mean this was like I, this came out in like the early 90s but one of the songs they did a cover of was 911 is a joke really yeah wow the old PE song yeah 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 and I mean it's like let me play this for you because this is like it's pretty impressive. Now I 
I don't like it, but no. yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I get it. Yeah. It is one of those oddball things that, like, I always, like, of all the stuff that you could, like, do a remake of, like, cover of, you, you chose to do 911 as a joke. Like, I was like, wow, that's ballsy. And, yeah, it's ballsy. Yeah. I just didn't like it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, white lines, I want to take you higher, lay, lady, lay, the crystal ship. The crystal ship? Yeah. By the doors. Yeah. Wow. That's probably pretty good. Of course, they just play out of his ass. Huh? Oh, that sounds like Reznor. That's nuts. That was an ad. I dig that. Yeah. I have to download that album. Yeah. And pick the tempo up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. There are some covers, like, it's weird cover bands, but not cover bands, but cover songs. Yeah. And I still think, to this day, some of the best covers I've heard are from Disturbed. I, 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 I their covers are amazing, yeah. and I know they've gotten a lot of radio play. Yeah, which deservedly so. Right. And people get sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> they've always done it. But one thing you got to know about Disturbed is usually on one of their albums they always do a cover. Yeah, there's always a cover on one of their songs right. uh, albums, mm-hmm. and. Um, whether it's Land of Confusion or right, you know, because yeah. he's such a good singer. Right. I mean, I have to say that dude can fucking sing. Um, but their their version of Shout is it's one of those songs that I'll I'll go to. What what what, what, like what version? Of, like what Shout? Like you talking like the the Tears for Fears song? Oh, okay. Have you ever heard that? No. You've never heard that version? No. Okay, pause. Okay. Alright, so I listened to the Sturbs version of Shout. That wasn't bad. Yeah. I just, dude, I... I, As you know, I'm a huge Disturbed fan. And just... They just hit the market right, you know? Yeah. Because when they came out, they hit the... They hit on teenagers... And yeah. they hit on 30, 40 year old men too. Yeah. They were waiting, like, it's almost like people were waiting for something like that, especially that first album. Yeah. Just was stupefied and just, God, God, such a good album. But that cover was. Let, great. let me ask you this though, question then. What that is, was one of those bands that when they came out, I was like, fuck. Yeah. It's a good band. What is your all time favorite cover version of a song? Cover version. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to sound corny. <laughs> when I okay. say it. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, that's a tough one. And it's by the same band. Okay. 
Believe it or not. Okay. No, I, I, well, I mean, you know, they, they do a lot of covers. So Well, it's not by Disturbed. Oh, okay. Oh, by Tears for Fears. No, it's not by, you know, I mean, okay. you know the song. Okay. Um, but, uh, Jesus. Uh, probably my favorite cover of a song that I regularly listen to. Uh, it's probably Whiskey in the Jar. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. It's a good song. The Metallica version. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Turn the Page. Yeah. You talk about a brilliant remake. Yeah. With paying, still paying respect to Seeger. I mean, yeah. they didn't change it up too much. Right, but they made it, they found a way to make it their own still. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. I mean... For yeah. that song. Right. You have to consider what the song is. I mean... Yeah. It's not a... You can't make it too heavy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But those two songs by Metallica... I mean, Garage Days is just a great album. Especially the Revisited, because they did some more. Right. Um, like Whiskey. Um, but Whiskey's... Oh. Yeah. I fucking love that song. But Turn the Page... And the video is even better. Yeah. I mean, that video is for turning the page is like. Yeah. It's fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? I get, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's like, wow, someone's in a dark place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when they wrote this song. Yeah. You know, not wrote the song, but I didn't mean it like that. When they wrote, when they directed the video, when yeah. they had this video idea of what was happening. Right. That's a dark, dark it is. place. It's a very dark place. Yeah. Yeah. And it like, like, I'm not not necessarily, you know, it's home, but I mean, it's like in today's it's, culture, it's, it's powerful. It is. It's, it's very powerful video. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's mine. This is gonna sound like completely out of left field. Okay. Okay. But there is a version of Wild Horses. Okay. It's an old Rolling Stones song. Yeah. Done by Tori Amos. Okay. It's just, I get it. It's just her and a piano. Uh-huh. No other musicians. It's just her and a piano. And she takes that song, which is all, I mean, which is a beautiful song to begin with by the Stones, and like completely makes it like this haunting, like almost a cappella, but there's a little bit of piano to it that you're just like, oh my God. Yeah, good. It, huh? it, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and, like, and her voice, like I, I'm, a, I, I was a fan of Tori Amos for. Oh, a very we long. know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit that. And like, no, I, mean, I, I know. yeah, and like, I, I, like, I think her first album was a masterpiece. I think her second album was a masterpiece. I thought her third album was good, and she kind of drifted downhill from there, unfortunately. But like that, that like she when she did that cover of of Wild Horses, that was like during her first album. Yeah, and it, so it's just her and a piano, and I think that's what I liked about her most. It was just her, her piano, and, a vo- and her voice. Right, right. Her right. voice was so haunting. Yeah, with so many of her songs, like you know, I don't like Mondays and stuff like that. With just her and a piano, it was just amazing. Right, right. But that version of Wild Horses, I highly recommend looking it up and listening to it because it it will stay with you for a while. It's it's a right. beautiful version, and and also it's not it's not a real cover version. Okay, but. A few years ago, there there was a a show on CBS called Rockstar. Okay, which was like a like CBS was trying to cash in on like the American Idol okay. 
type of crowd. And they were doing a show where they were trying to find a lead singer for In Excess. Okay. Okay. So everybody was on audi- like this is this is like an audition, <laughs> and every week you know somebody got removed, you know. But you were trying to you were basically auditioning for In Excess. Right. 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 And one of the he ended up being one of the last two guys was a guy named Marty Casey. Yeah. And they had him. Like everything he did, he kind of like was doing like in a dark way, and they're like, "We want to hear you do something lighter." So they made him do um, "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Oh yeah. And he takes that song, and he slows it down. Okay. And he completely kind of makes it his own, in a in a very interesting way, and it's like it's beautiful. Like it's really yeah. really well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't express. I mean, it's for like being like a a TV show type of situation. It was like, and there was a lot of good music on that show that first, the first season they did it. Yeah, and um, like it was like like really really good, like this like very interesting version of "Hit Me Baby One More Time" that he kind of made like almost feel like dirty. Oh really? You know, like, it, like 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 grimy. Like I don't mean like dirty. Like uh, uh, like 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 nasty. I mean like dirty. Like it was like a, a grimy version of the song. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like really good. That's cool. Yeah, so those would be my two. I would say look that up too if you have a, have a chance because I mean, it's it's a very interesting. Oh, look it up. Yeah, you know who else put out some good covers too? I, I, you have to be. This is a band that was like really like. Uh, you'd have to be into. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, thanks. Um, you'd have to be into to like like them <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. um, but uh, Typo Negative always had a cover song oh yeah like their version of Cinnamon Girls yeah is pretty good and they also they did covers all the time yeah They and they did that song as well yeah but it's so slow I mean it's like baby hit me one more time you yeah. know what I mean like oh yeah <clears throat> but yeah but those are my favorites yeah. and I respect that Tori Amos I mean Tori Amos is amazing she was I mean she she is I mean I shouldn't say what she is yeah and I, I mean like in that especially at that time frame like like I said like I particularly liked her when it was just her and a piano yeah yeah like later on down the line she started adding a band but like when it was just her and a piano I thought that was just beautiful music mm-hmm. that she made that's why I like I say like the first two albums were so amazing. Speaking of music, while we're on the topic, yeah, <clears throat> I went to Goodwill. Okay. <laughs> this week, um, this is one of the days I dropped Ellie off at dance, but I went to Goodwill and I went to the one where they have the bins and everything like that, and you pay for whatever. Yeah. Well, they brought these three bins out that was all movies. Okay. And we're not talking like B-rated movies. Yeah. I mean, I picked up probably 30 to 35 movies. Yeah. Um, Probably 15 of, maybe 10 of them actually were like Disney, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, you know how they come out with the Disney DVDs? Yeah, the Disney vault. Right, and it's like the gold edition. Yeah. You know. But... I got like at least ten. I mean, like Aladdin, Cinderella, yeah. Snow White. I mean, like you name it. But then I got some corny ones, like a, you know, 
up creek without a paddle, you know. Hey, that's a classic. Oh, it's a great one. Yeah. But Matrix, all three. Yeah. They even had, I couldn't find, because everybody scatters everything, but they yeah. had all the Lord of the Rings, but I just wasn't yeah. in the mood to look for it. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a shit ton of DVDs. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, like, in perfect condition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I paid $12 for all 30 DVDs. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, movies are a big thing in us. So, but music-wise, I found the Beatles Revolver. Okay. That's yeah. that's a good pickup. Yeah. I mean, I paid oh, yeah. pretty much a quarter for that CD. Yeah. And this, I picked up this. What do we have here? Oh my, Elton John. Yeah, a fucking box set. He continued. Yeah. I've never even heard of this. Yeah. A five-hour musical portrait of Elton John featuring his rarities and previously unreleased recordings. Wow. You're not kidding. This is impressive. It is impressive. It came out like in... I don't even know. 1990? Yeah. Holy fuck. That's impressive. That is. Yeah. Everything's meant. I mean, everything... Yeah. Look at the case. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Is this all vinyl? No, not vinyl. It's okay. it's CD. CD. Okay. Yeah. With the booklet. And yeah. All the CDs. This is a nice set. Look at that. Yeah. Huh? I know, dude. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Comeback Baby, Lady Samantha, uh-huh. Tiny Dancer. Oh, People were like tossing it aside, I guess. I mean, I had to piece some of it together, like the booklet and everything yeah. like that. And I found the booklet. It was, you know. Yeah. His version of Pinball Wizard from the Tommy soundtrack. Yeah. There's some good stuff. One, on one of my all time favorites, Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding. Mm-hmm. That's like ten minutes of glory. <laughs> that that's like it's like one of those things where like when people like say like, Well, Elton John's just okay, I'm like, No. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Elton John was great. L- listen to Funeral for a Friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good pickup. It, this is. This I is mean, amazing. Like, with all the DVDs that I got, I mean, literally, I got yeah. like 30 DVDs. I got um, probably like 30 DVDs at least, maybe 35. And then I got this and Revolver, and I paid uh, under $15 probably. For total, it was probably under 15 bucks. Yeah. Sorry seems to be the hardest words. That's one of my favorite Elton John songs. Mm-hmm. Again, a, like one of those songs, like people, like for whatever reason, kind of cast aside. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly, but it's a, it's a good, it's a good blend of Elton John. It is. This is a very interesting. Like, I would love to sit down and listen to this sometime. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. You never know what you're gonna get when you get no. There. I was surprised to find Revolver there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll pick this up. And then when I found this, I was like, holy shit. You know, my dad saw Elton John live. 
I'm sure he did. In Philadelphia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, it was like, I think it was 1971. Yeah. Like, so it's like that era of, of yeah, yeah. like, you know, it, it was like one of those, like, cool things where, like, you know, like when you talk to my dad, you're just like, you saw Elton John in 1971? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How awesome is that? It's a pretty cool box set. It is a very cool box set. That's a find, my friend. That's, oh, man. That's... I've actually looked online. I was like, because this is mint. I mean, yeah. there is nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean, this is a mint. Other than not being sealed, it's mint. Yeah. And I was actually looking it up. You know what I mean? Just to see. Yeah. I'm not that I would sell it, because I never sell much of anything. Right. Um, just to see the price value yeah. of it. And the cheapest, cheapest I saw it was, I think, seventy bucks. Yeah. And the most expensive was about four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was definitely a good pickup. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I love when you find shit like that you like you didn't even know existed. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. No. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I actually, when I first looked at, it, I was like, I tossed it aside. I was like, yeah. I don't know. And then I went back to it. I was like. Wow, this has some rarity shit on here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let me let me take a look at this, and, you know. And it was yeah. like Elton John is complete. And I found the booklet, and that's what sold it. Yeah, because <clears throat> I found the booklet that went with the the box. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, interesting, right? It is very interesting. That's a good find. That's a great find. <laughs> yeah. Because I love Elton John too. Yeah. I mean, all right, favorite Elton John song. I named it already. I, I it is it's funeral for a friend. Love lies bleeding. Yeah, like it is. I mean, you know, of all the stuff, I, mean, I can I can name other songs I love, but like that's like when I think of Elton John, like that's the thing I think of because like funeral for a friend is so fucking like mind bendingly like when other people think of Elton John, it's not what they think of. You know what I mean? Like they 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 think of like. The Lion King stuff, that you know, Circle of Life, and all this other stuff that he's done over the years, especially, especially the, later the la- la- yeah. Lady Diana shit. Yeah. yeah, like you know, all that stuff, which is great. But like, I, like I like to think of like seventies Elton John, which is why I wanted to see Rocket Man so bad, and I'm bummed I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and um, but love, love, you know, Funeral for a Friend is such a different thing from him that people don't know. Yeah, and then you go into Love Lies Bleeding. Uh-huh. Um, which is such a great song. Yeah, you know, it's like a, this really good and, and and the piano and like like because again like it, with him it's like it's the whole band and the way he incorporates the piano into rock and roll. Right, it's so original and so well done. You know, like I I, I talk we talk about Billy Joel and our love of Billy Joel and how he's out of it. You know, and Elton did it in a completely different way. Right, but it still sounds like really, really good. It's got like you know, it was like honky cat, but you know, yeah, yeah, But like, Love Lies Bleeding is such a good fucking song, and like you, you, I've seen them perform it live, like you know, not in person, but like you know, I've watched videos of them performing it live and stuff, and it's like such a good song, yeah. you know. But like you know, others like you know, Sorry seems to be the hardest words. Um, uh, is what not I'm still standing that's a good song though but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember there was another song from like the not like the 80s that he did mm. I just can't think of the name of it right now 
Like, I can see the video in my head. Mm. Um, I guess that's why they call it the Blues. I guess. Yeah, that was big play on radio. Yeah. It was a great song. That's a great song. Yeah. You know. Mine's probably uh, <clears throat> Daniel. Yeah. I just, I, I think, <clears throat> I like the more sentimental side of Elton John. Yeah, like your song. Your song's a great oh, song. Oh, man, that's such a good song. It is. It, it really is. Uh, like, I mean, like, fuck. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite. Yeah. And uh, I think of this song when I watch Elliot, but Tiny Dancer is just... Oh, yeah. It's just beautiful. It is. It almost makes me cry. You know what I mean? Like, and, especially now that I have children. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, I mean, and I, when I think of it, I think of the scene from Almost Famous. Right. You know, when they're all singing that song, you know, and, and he looks at Kate Hudson, and he's like, I got to go home. And she's like, you are home. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, fuck, that's good shit. I mean, and, and the yeah. song works with that moment. You know, yeah. it's like, oh. I saw it at one time, long time ago, uh, I saw a Winter Guard do that yeah. song. Um, you know, performed yeah. that song on. Yeah. You know, with the mats and the flags and the yeah. rifles, and uh, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, not that that's why I like the song, because I've always liked that song. But when I saw that, when I saw them do it, I was like, "Man, that's incredible!" Yeah. Just because I like the song so much. Yeah. But, you know, God, I love that song. But "Tiny Dancer" is probably my favorite Elton John song. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like the like I said, I like the sentimental stuff. I did not really get into the to the <laughs> Lion King side of no, neither did John. I. No. I respect it. Yeah, I get what he was doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it just wasn't. It's not what I want. It, it's the same thing. Like I feel like Eric Clapton, like you know, he's doing all this bluesy shit, and like you know, it's like it's great. It's not what I want to hear. Yeah, you know, yeah. Play it the right way. You know, yeah, yeah. and it's the same with Elton John. It's like I I get what you're doing, I respect it, and that's fine and dandy, but it's not what I want to hear. Yeah, I know. You know, anyway, this is a huge mu- music episode. It, it it it's taken that turn. Mm-hmm. It absolutely has. Um. So let's 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 get into the uh, the show proper. Blue jean baby. So right. Right off the bat, I, I got some some breaking news I just saw on Facebook. Okay. What's the breaking news? Diminutive porn star Bridget the Midget oh, no. was reportedly arrested for stabbing her boyfriend in the leg during a fight at the couple's Las Vegas home. Nice. Nice. The neighbor, a, a neighbor of the adult film star whose real name is Bridget Powers, heard the two quarreling early Wednesday and called the cops, according to TMZ. <laughs> when the police arrived following the fracas, they discovered Powers' boyfriend with a stab wound. He was taken to a nearby hospital for with non-life-threatening injuries, the report said. <laughs> Powers is arrested and charged with domestic battery and use of a deadly weapon, burglary while in possession of a deadly weapon, and assault with a deadly weapon. Now, shockingly... Bridget the Midget broke into the porn industry with her first film in 1999. She has appeared in 50 scenes since then. So she doesn't work that often. <laughs> you know? When duty calls, she's there. Yeah. 
I mean, we're talking, you know, three scenes a year, maybe, you know. Yeah. I'm sure she probably stacked up quite a few in 99. Well, I mean, how big is Bidget? Bidget. Midget porn. <laughs> no, I mean, we asked Thad. Thad, you know, yeah. that'll tell you. Um, I just find it funny that he was stabbed in the leg. Like, you know she couldn't get any higher. <laughs> I know. You know. And like... Okay, here's the real question. Well, I'd love to see a picture of the boyfriend. Because yeah. I want to know what kind of guy dates... A midget porn star. Yeah. That's what I really want to know. Yeah. You know, that's for my curiosity. Yeah, I mean, is he like 6'3 and puts her on her shoulder like Willow? Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pulling a full Mads Mickelson. Yeah, you know. exactly. Come on, we're going to the movies. Oh. Mads Mardigan, not Mads Mickelson. Mad Mulligan. Yeah. Puts her right on the shoulder. Yeah. Takes like, her out on the town. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. And it is Vegas, so that shit would pass. Like, nobody would look twice. Nah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. that's normal. There's only two places you can get away with that. Vegas and L.A. Yeah, it's like fucking yeah. Master Blaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Master Blaster. Who runs Barter Town? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it was at the fight then. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Like how? How pissed off do you have to make her to stab you in the leg? Like the last thing I would do is upset somebody that small to that point. Right. You know, because, I mean, let's face facts. Probably one of the reasons you're dating her is because she's right there at growing level. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm sorry. It's, I mean, you know. Yeah. You just stand there and let her take her time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. So, sad news, Aaron. We, we, we hope everything works out for both Bridget and said boyfriend. Said boyfriend. Yeah. Blue jean, baby. So, in other news that makes you go yuck, mm-hmm. have you seen the sexy Mr. Rogers costume? Yes, I have. This is an abomination <laughs> upon the soul of the planet, in my opinion. Okay. Like, I get it. You're not a fan of Mr. Rogers. I understand that. But even you have to admit, this is just wrong on way too many levels. Yeah, I think it's wrong. I, I, I and all, um, in all my hatred of Mister Rogers, I think that he was a pretty wholesome man. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Right. And like a good man. Yeah, he killed a number of people in WW two, but he was a good guy. I think he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. But I mean, like, I think he was a wholesome person. Right. And I think, like, there's no sex scandal there. No. There's no cocaine. Yeah. I think he was a actually genuinely good person. Right. So, like, for, like, a company, like, yeah, to put out, like, a sexy Mr. Rogers outfit is just, like... Yeah, it's kind of sacrilege. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a lot. I get it. 
There's got to be a line, people. You know, I mean, it, it ranks right it's, up. It's funny because, I mean, you know, like... <clears throat> when you get into Halloween, right? Right. You know, there's um, nuns and priests and the sexy nuns. We're okay with that. That's okay. When it comes to Mr. Rogers, you're fucked up. Well, <laughs> I'll admit, like, I've never been comfortable with, like, a lot of, like, the... Like, the sexy nurse I get. The sexy nun, the sexy priest. Like, that type of, type of stuff. I was... I've never been comfortable with. Like, I, that... that to, like, I get it, but, like, man, eh, no, no, you shouldn't... No, you shouldn't do that. You know? And I'm not even Catholic. And I'm just yeah, like, right. you know... That's just that religious side of me that's like... Uh, Speaking of sexy nurse... I yeah, saw, that it, was that was a good will find yeah. too. I, I I saw the that's old, old school. Oh yeah, that, that's got to be from like 1975. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I, my face is starting to sweat right now just thinking about being behind that. That's a good pickup. Yeah, yeah. That's going on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like even like like you know this company they they put out like the the sexy handmaid's tail costume. Yeah, like. <laughs> if there's ever been like, oh, like a show that's like anti this, it's The Handmaid's Tale, right? Yeah, you know, but they're they're putting it right out there. Hey, next, Godzilla and a G string. Yeah, yeah, it's it, there. It, it, you just you use the you know the tail just plugs right in. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's what you do. <laughs> tail axes a vibrator. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, put it right in the old chute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Optional butt plug tail. Yeah. yeah. Yuck. Pull trigger tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep hitting the tongue. This is also the same co- same company that last year had the sexy Bob Ross costume. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so... Uh, that just gets a yuck from me and yeah a little bit of disgust yeah I agree yeah blue jean baby. another bit of oddball news that caught my eye alright what what is your opinion on women going topless in public I don't care you don't care I mean okay like I mean I, I'll admit like for me I'm like it makes me uncomfortable Okay. Like, and j- just for the simple reason of, you know, I, I find breasts sexual. Mm. You know, I just do. So, like, if, if you are going topless, yes, it would it would put me in an uncomfortable place. Like, I don't have a problem with women breastfeeding in public. Okay. I'm not that guy. But, you know, you just, you know, you should avert your eyes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, give the person some privacy. Like, they're doing what they have to do. Right. You know, but at the Eat same, your steak. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, the other side of that, though, is like, if you're going to walk around, like, the streets of McKeesport are topless, I find that weird. Okay. You know, but... And, <clears throat> it's usually reserved to beaches. Right. Like, not here, but in Europe. But this, this, but is, I mean, this is a fight that's taking place, though. Okay. It, it, it's it's called free the nipple. Okay. Well, I, I get it, because right. men can do it. Right. I mean, I understand that. Right. I understand that divide. Right. 
Like, um, if a woman wants to play ultimate frisbee in the park, she should be able to take off her shirt and be a skin. Sure. That's their opinion. Okay. Okay. So, but here's why I bring this up. Okay. Okay. So, women in six U.S. states are now effectively allowed to be topless in public, according to a new court ruling in the U.S. Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. The decision stems from a multi-year legal battle in Fort Collins, Colorado, where a city huh. ordinance forbidding women from going shirtless in public has now officially been ruled unconstitutional. That's near my family. Yeah. 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 Uh, the outcome that affect this is an outcome that affects more than just one town, since the 10th district, district circuit encompasses six states: Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Okay. The decision is not legal for any town in those states to create a. It is now illegal for any town in those states to create a law forbidding public toplessness. Okay. What started as a small scale fight has turned into a major win for the free to nipple movement. Okay. A global gender equality campaign that emphasizes women's right to choose how they display their bodies. Okay. The Fort Collins law received its first blow in February when the Tenth Circuit originally deemed its anti-topless law unconstitutional. Okay. The court's ruling determined the law was based on negative stereotypes depicting women's breasts, (laughs) but not men's breasts, as sex objects. Which, in my opinion. Okay, in your head, yeah, Yeah. yeah, sure. Right. Most guys, I'd say a lot of men. Right. Yeah. In his decision, the court also pointed to nearby cities such as Denver and Boulder, both of which allow women to be topless in public. Neither of these towns had women parading in front of elementary schools or swimming topless in public pools, as Fort Collins officials had argued was a risk. After that defeat, however, the city had, had some options, had the option to appeal the law or take its issue to the Supreme Court. Fort Collins finally decided that, the, er, that earlier this month, the stating it had given up on fighting the law, spent more than $300,000 trying to protect it. Okay. We made a huge impact way beyond Fort Collins, and we're just starting trying to start a conversation. Britt Hoagland, one of the plaintiffs in the original lawsuit, said of the victory. And the conversation reached to so many more people. It's a miraculous achievement. I don't think I would see that in my lifetime, let alone so soon. Huh. Um, so, but in spite of this... Not every case has gone in favor of the Freedom Nipple campaign. A court in New Hampshire voted to uphold a similar law earlier this year, meaning women in that state could be charged with having their shirts off in public. The Tenth Circuit acknowledged its potentially controversial ruling, noting its its opinion in the Fort Collins case was the minority viewpoint. Um, so, and this is, was a Yahoo story that I, I pulled this from, so that's what I was reading. So I want to give credit to Dylan Thompson. Okay. Um, but I, it's one of those weird things. Like, I get their point. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I mentally, you know, if I saw a girl or a woman walking up the steps, steps at the Peterson Event Center with no top on, yeah, I'm gonna look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like, I mean, my, my problem is, if you're wearing a low-cut shirt, I can't help myself. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I can't. I try. I try very, very hard. I wholeheartedly admit it's, it's a problem. Right, right. You know, and I try very hard not to. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, 
How much more of your boob can you have hanging out? <laughs> your nipple. I can damn near see your nipple. You know? Right, right. And, and but I, you know, but I, I, I try very hard to, you know, look him in the eye, look him in the eye, look him in the eye. Ooh, oh, no, look him in the eye, look him in the eye. You know what I mean? I, it, it's a very difficult. Right, right. So now, if you're telling me like, you know, I can go to a park, <laughs> and now there's a woman walking around with her boobs akimbo. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. And here's the other side of that. Okay. And I'm going to say it from this standpoint. I am a fat man. Okay. Okay. I have not taken my shirt off in public since Bill Clinton was in office. Okay. Okay. This is out of respect for the rest of the people out there. Okay. I feel there are other men who should abide by this rule. Okay. Okay. I have a feeling that there are going to be women who do, who should not have their shirt off in public are going is going to have it off as well. Okay. Like like for some reason there are fat people out there who just they have no problem putting their bodies on display. Okay. And I wish they had a problem. Okay. That's the other side of it. In my, okay. You know what I mean? Like. And again, you, you can tell me that's wrong, and especially in the, in the wake of all the fat shaming. And I'd never say something to anybody. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, please, dear God in heaven, would you put on a shirt and have some shame? Yeah. Okay. You know. You know what I mean? Like, I do. I do everything I can to make sure, like, I keep myself concealed. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, you know, so. I get. It. You know, something tells me the people who are going to be abiding by this law, you're going to wish. Kept their shirt on. Right. All right, so I think clearly we're both confused by what would happen if the free to nipple movement gained traction. Yeah. <laughs> it's a revolution. It is. Speaking of revolutions, one last thing I wanted to touch on. All right. You know, yesterday was the day for all of us to go and storm Area 51. Oh, yeah. People did show up. Yeah? Yeah. There were a couple hundred people that showed up for this. Um, there, there was a live stream. There were, there were people that were doing a live stream. Um, I happened to catch it in the middle of a chant of clap those cheeks. Nice. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there were people there. There was a... Nobody actually tried to storm Area 51. Okay. Um, One person, one woman did go under the gate, and she was detained for a little bit and then released. Um. But for the most part, it was just a bunch of people who kind of stood around and uh, drank Monster Energy and uh, chanted a few things and decided to go home. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I kind of an interesting, like, <laughs> are you surprised anybody even showed up? I thought there'd be more. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing that there wasn't. You know what I mean? Right. 
Especially there were so many diehards saying that, oh, we're going, we're doing this. Yeah. And it just fucking fizzled out. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish there were a bit more. <clears throat> well, I, I, I think it was like one of those things where the military let it be known, this is a bad idea. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, if you try to storm this facility, we will take you down. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like, like the military didn't play any games. They were ready for it, you know. Um, like any other base. Yeah. I mean, you just can't do that. Right. I mean, I just can't. For example, I'm. I just can't go into Keesler Air Force Base. Right. With a, even a thousand people. Right. And say, I'm coming in, whether you like it or not. No, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Like, it just just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Someone that's been on base before, like myself. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, especially, like, when you announce it, like, you know, two months in advance. (laughs) Right. You know. um, With adequate, adequate preparation. Right for such event. Right, and I, I think I think the shame of it is like the military wasted <laughs> money on preparing for this. Right, you know that that's that's what's like that's what's the stupid thing about it. like I get you want to like if you want to do like a, an alien stock type of thing near there. I mean, there's plenty of places you could have done it. Right, that's fine, but I feel like there were there was time and resources wasted by the United States military. That could have been better suited for something else. Right. You know. Um, I'm glad it, it stayed peaceful. You know, I'm glad no, you know, there really wasn't anybody trying to run across. Right, right. You know, in, into Area 51 trying to get to clap those alien cheeks, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, right. I, I am also a little bit disappointed that... There were enough people that smartened up and were yeah. like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to go to Nevada. Yeah, I don't want to be shot. Yeah. I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. I don't know if I'm disappointed or, or, you know, enlightened by that. Like, there were enough people who were like, you know what? This is probably a bad idea. Right. <laughs> you know. While we're on the alien thing, Tom DeLonge came out. Uh-huh. Did you see that? The, um... Lead singer from Blink-182. Yeah. Or former. Yeah. With the the whole alien footage thing. Yeah, that's pretty neat. UFO, we should say. Yeah. You know, they're unidentified flying objects. Does not mean they're from their, they're from space. Right. It just means they're unidentified flying objects. Eh, it's pretty convincing, though. Yeah, I mean, From I what I saw. Point. Yeah, I mean, I get your point. But at the same time, like, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, this could have been, like, a, a satellite that had a misfiring rocket that caused it to move erratically like that as well. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, there are any number of possibilities. Like, But the, one of those possibilities is the, it was an alien craft or something. I fully believe myself that yeah. aliens have visited this Earth. I do. Okay. I, I just, that's my opinion. I, I I highly doubt that 
I just highly doubt in this vast universe that we're the only creatures in it. I think that's very, very, what's the word? Naive. Yes. <clears throat> I agree with you. Like, I, I agree. Like, I do. I, I, do I believe cannot there, believe are, it. There is life in this universe beyond us. Yeah. You know, because, you know, to but, quote the movie Contact, otherwise it'd be a pretty big waste of space. It, exactly. You know. There has to be. Right. Now, I mean, like, my, my thing is, is always like, if they have come anywhere near us. Why would they get that close? Like, it seemed like you could get to, like, a lunar orbit. Yeah. And kind of sit back there and kind of say, oh, these people are still batshit crazy. We we shouldn't get involved. Or they're not technologically advanced for us. We're, right. like, beyond them. Yeah. I mean, if they're coming here, we're beyond them. Yeah. I mean, they're beyond right. us. Right. But I think more importantly, like, like okay, here, that's, that, we found the civilization... Let's see it. Oh shit! No, <laughs> they, yeah. they they've got who running the show? No, no, well, no. <laughs> They're not ready for us yet. They would they would view us like an ancient people. Yeah, like, I would it, think. Like, like you know, I, I yeah. I mean, I I, I don't like, I don't think like it might, the question becomes like. To me, it's always like, okay, if they're if they're that technologically advanced, why are they coming into low Earth orbit or you know low, low Earth atmosphere to engage us? Like, because it seems like you know, you could you could research us from afar. You, you know, we're we're sending shit out into space all the fucking time with all the noise we make. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, you could you know you could probably sit at Mars and pick up what's going on last week and say, yeah, we uh. <laughs> We need to take another lap. We're passing. Yeah. Don't mind us passing through. You know. Yeah. That's always my, my thing. Like, I, I don't see why they would get that close to to engage. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Unless it's like, you know, frat boy aliens giving us some finger as they're flying by. I don't know. I, I, I view it more than... I view the alien presence, like, I don't go down the wormhole of, like, you know, there's these aliens that are living among us, and da-da-da-da. Yeah. I don't, I don't go down that hole. Like, that, that guy, that meme guy, that aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not there. Yeah. Um, I view it more like a, I don't know, more like an E.T. thing. I, I view it more like a. They're checking us out, seeing what we're doing, taking off. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't view it as a takeover, invasion. Um, but I do take it as, I, I think they have entered our atmosphere. Does that right. make sense? Like, I, I view it as they have been here. They, they're checking things out. But as far as, like, infiltration, in quotes, right. I don't think they're here. You know what I mean? Like, I... You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this isn't a V scenario. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. That's my opinion. So, let, let me... Let me ask you this. Okay. Um, do, like, do you... Do you believe, like... 
Whitney Stryber then. He was the guy who wrote like uh, Communion okay. about, about being abducted by aliens over years. I do. Okay. I do. I, I think that. <clears throat> um, for study and stuff like that, I yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Okay. Um, I think it's part of. <clears throat> if you would reverse it, what would we do? We would experiment, check them out, open them up. I mean, all honesty, that's what we would do. I fully believe that. Right. I, 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 come on. Alien crash landed. Whatever. Right. We're going to fucking dissect that piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. We're going to do that. Right. Okay. Okay. Like, that's so good for me. So, like, I mean, and I'm not razzing you or anything like that. No, no, no. Um, good. So, like, you you believe in, like, I feel like Ro- I'm on a Ro- debate club. No, no. Like, no. Ro- Roswell happened. I that, was a, that was an alien craft. You believe that you know those remains were taken to Groom Lake? I agree. Okay, I, I believe that. Like you believe that they're somewhere in that facility, there there are the remains of an alien spacecraft and their their pilots. Not necessarily in that facility now. Okay, but back then, I guess right. I do. I do. Right. Yeah, because I've always believed if it's if it really is there, it's really in, in fucking Fort Knox. Yeah, or somewhere. No, Fort Knox is the one. Okay. Yeah, because. But what I'm saying is, I believe that happened, and I believe, I believe that whole scenario happened. I just don't know where the remains are. Right. But yes, I do. And this is not like for me watching Independence Day and all right. this bullshit. I honestly believe that something happened, and they covered it up. And do you know what I mean? Like, right. I I believe in that scenario. Right. Okay. Oh, I, I get that. Yeah, I do. I I think that um Yeah, for sure. Well, cuz like I mean there's a lot of different theories out there. Like, you know, the like I I'm sure you're you're familiar with the the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah. Okay. And for those who don't know, I mean this was, you know, the, there was a, an experiment conducted on on a on an American warship in Philadelphia Harbor. And nobody knows what happened, right. but every single ship that was in the harbor that day, their the, their logbooks are missing any entries from the day this experiment took place. That's just a fact. No, no, there are no records of what happened that day. Yeah. Now there are people who will tell you that the ship that that experiment took place on disappeared for a minute and then reappeared. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, whether, you know, I, I mean, I've read some books on this and stuff like that. And, I mean, you know, and they tie it all together with Roswell. And this was us messing with alien technology that we had taken off the remains of the ship. You know, it, it, there, there's some deep down the rabbit hole stuff that you can go into with that. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a, an interesting, like, when you get down into the conspiracy theory, like, when and you talk about, like, the Philadelphia experiment and, like, no ship that was in Philadelphia Harbor that, like, if you look up their logbooks, that day is missing. Yeah. It's just gone. Yeah. You know. It's a cover-up. Yeah. Yeah. But the government has proved time and time again that they cover up. If... <clears throat> There's cover-ups consistently. Right. Not just on aliens. Right. On anything. 
I mean, there are a number you know of ways I mean? you can view it too. Like how have we, how we how we have expanded technologically since World War II. Sure. In the seventy years since World War II, we have expanded technologically far faster than we did in the ten thousand years before that. Correct. I know we you know, have. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just been what? Hey, seventy years since World War Two. No, what I'm saying is, twenty years. I had a cell phone that I couldn't get on the internet with. Yeah. That's only twenty years. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. You I mean, know what I'm saying? Know, yeah. Like, if you look back to the Industrial Revolution, you yeah. know what I mean? <clears throat> it only took twenty years for me to go from. Hi, how you doing? Da, da 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 Me sharing a cell phone with Lisa. Yeah. Seriously. Right. And then to now, where we all have our cell phones, and we right. all can get on the internet, and it's definitely uh, yeah. different. <laughs> what are you looking at? Uh, this is... Hold on. So... We've done a lot of weird shit in this show today. Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. It is. It's very good. Yeah. So that's Dipper Tony old mailbag. Okay. Mailbag. And as always, we start with our good friend, Superfan Thad. Okay. Thad Hello, my two favorite hosts who will pick up AB as their new special host. Okay. I don't know about that. He, he seems to be a bit of a diva. AB is a record breaker. The number of catches, touchdowns, and even the first person to have three jerseys on clearance at the same time. Wow. <laughs> From the best receiver to the bottom of the toilet. It could not happen to a better asshole. Fuck you, AB. I cannot wait to never see you in the NFL again. I don't. I don't want to tackle this AB situation. Okay. Antonio Brown, for those who you know don't know who AB is, but I, I think it's. I think it's sad that somebody of his talent has basically thrown it all away. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Your lack of self control. Yeah, stupid. You know, this is this is stupid. Yeah. You know it, and it it makes me sad because like. Love him or hate him, you know, whatever you want. He he was extraordinarily talented as a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, and I just, you know, the, these allegations, and they're allegations of, of sexual misconduct and uh, the intimidating texts that were sent to the to the artist who, who, you know, he basically came out of the bathroom with nothing but a hand towel over his dick. Yeah. You know, hey, what the fuck? You know, I mean, so... It's just it's sad, like that's all I can say is it's 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 sad. I feel bad for the people that that, that have apparently been abused by him, mm-hmm. um, but also at the same time, I, I I just I feel awful because you know, like I said, love him or hate him, I, I you know I respected his talent and his his work ethic when he was on the field. Sure, like, you know, you I'd never heard of anybody working harder than he did. Like you you just you saw it all the time. His work ethic was there. Yeah. It's just, he's apparently this, this just horrible human being. Yeah, I mean, like... <clears throat> Supposedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. But still, at the same point, it's just like... 
Man, get your shit together, son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Completely, like, just... I just don't get it. Yeah. You know? Me neither. So, that's all I gotta say on that. I'm, I don't want to delve into it or anything. No, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, nope. I'm not gonna say that. So, Sean, you sleep on your stomach. I knew you were a pillow biter. I don't bite my pillow. I drool. I'm not going to die of that. I love Sean saying man meat. That makes my mouth water. Yuck. Yuck. And double yuck. No, we're not talking about that, Thad. Uh, Guess what time it is? No, it's not time for me to go to the dark web and buy piranhas. No, it's not time for me to pull down my pants. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Superfan Thad's Haunted House Reviews. Okay. It's very possible I will be at a new one tonight in Ohio. Cool. Stay tuned for the review next week. Well, I mean, it's that time of year that I know they've already opened. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Slacking here. Yeah. The fuck, motherfucker? Get to work. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, it's time to go. I'm at Pet Boys for my oil. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, a little frog in my throat there. Yeah, I heard that. Ah. Next up is our good friend the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Cool. Tim writes in, I agree. The Dave Chappelle special was fantastic. <laughs> it was. Almost as funny as his earlier Killing Them Softly. Mm. That was a funny That fucking, was a good one, too. Yeah. That's one of, if not my all-time favorite. I hear Bill Burr's new special is equally offensive. We only hope we are seeing the end of this hypersensitive bullshit. Unless you're trying to get a job on SNL. Right. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing, I think, Otter. I think there's more backlash towards these guys than there is support. Yeah. Like, I don't think the, we're ending this this era of hypersensitivity. I just think they are yelling in the face of it. Right. Um, did you watch last weekend the uh, the roast of Alec Baldwin? No. Did not. Good? Fantastic. Really? Yeah. I'll watch it when we're, yeah. when we're done. It, I mean, if you're looking for a good laugh, and I mean, th- th- this is some raunchy fucking shit. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it, they, they, the, the number of dick jokes with Caitlyn Jenner, you know, like if you if if you were if it's a drinking game you'll be on the floor, really. Yeah, and um, I mean there, there are some great moments in it, and but at one point Adam Carolla, who who is another one of these guys who's kind of screaming in the face of the hypersensitivity that we're, we we talk about, right? He go like he finishes his set talking about like. This is our safe space. You know, if you don't like this type of comedy, just turn it the fuck off. Right. And, like, I agree with his sentiment, but unfortunately he he performed so poorly that it became a joke to people he was trying to get a message to. Right. Because he just wasn't that good, and he ends up with this whole, go fuck yourself if you don't find this kind of comedy funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I got his message, and I agree with his message, but at the same time, it, it just, it was like one of those deals where it was like, 
man, if you would have at least been a little bit funnier, maybe people wouldn't have taken you to task yeah, for it. Delivery wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is disappointing. But there are a lot of other good performances in that show. Um, it, it's just fantastic. I highly recommend it. Again, if you like raunchy, dirty comedy, if, if you like non-PC offensive shit, this is what you're going to, you know, cool. watch a, a roast for. And it fucking delivers. Nice. Yeah. Um, equally great is The Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> that show is killing me lately. Danny McBride doesn't make a bad thing. At least anything I can think of. All right, that movie with Eisenberg and the bomb on the pizza guy kind of sucked. But I'm not laying it on McBride. And Gogan's teeth on everything is hilarious. Vice principals, gemstones, justified. His teeth are always funny. <laughs> Lots of unnecessary dicks in this show, though. <laughs> I think it's a subtle joke to all the unnecessary boobs in cinema history. He might be right. He, I, I think it is. It's, it's like the thing... Like one one of the great comedies out there that like nobody's ever seen is a movie called Orgasmo. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it, it's by um, Parker and Stone, the guys who do South Park. Yeah, and but it's about like this Mormon who ends up doing pornography, mm-hmm. and so you're thinking to yourself, well, this has got to just be filled with TNA, and it's nothing but man ass. You never see a single woman boob. You never see a single woman's butt. It's all guy butt the entire and like every time like they come on camera and they give themselves a smack in the ass and they go in. It's like this great running joke that they did of like even though this is all about the porn industry, we're never gonna show you a naked woman. It's gonna be nothing but man ass. Yeah, you know, and it's like hysteric. Like it's like a great running joke that goes throughout this entire movie. Yeah, it's a complete flip. Yeah, and. I think it was the same thing. I think he's right. Like, it's to a certain point, like, I mean, what was the biggest complaint about Game of Thrones other than the story? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know, there's all this female nudity throughout the entire run, but you hardly ever see some man junk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you were seeing full frontal female nudity, but, you know, very rarely did you see a penis. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, you know, so I, I think the righteous gemstones. I think Danny, this is Danny McBride making up for it because there is a lot of man meat. Yeah, that's right, Thad. Man meat. <laughs> nice. So, um, it doesn't bother me. I find dicks funny, <laughs> except that guy in Spartacus. Beaver remembers his name. Hold on, watch. I'll randomly ask. I bet she remembers that battery ram's name. <laughs> battery ram. Um, Fucking ram man. Sir, <laughs> sir, Voxus. She just yelled, say, say, Oxus from the other room. We haven't seen that show since it came out. Yes, say, Oxus's dick is not funny. Fuck that guy. <laughs> wow. That's a good show, though. Yeah, yeah it was. There was also a lot of man meat in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. it makes sense, right? It, it Time make, period. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, you know. Interested to see Watchmen on HBO. I'm surprised they are using the book and not the movie. 
It's one of the very few times I think I thought the movie kind of ended better. I think it was a lot more mainstream for Ozzy Mendez to frame Manhattan. Yeah. I'm guessing they will treat it like Game of Thrones and pretend like no one read the book and explain it all. Then make eight seasons and totally pretend no one ever read the books. Um, well, I mean, this is taking place long after. I guess the key here is it's a totally original story just based in that universe many, many years after the events of, sure. of the book. So I, I think, yes, they're probably going to have to Which is spend, a smart move. Right. Because, tell you the truth, not many people have read the books. Right. I mean, there's a fan base there. There is, yeah. I mean, it is a big fan base. Like, I mean, don't forget, Watchmen is is on the Times top 100 must read books from the 20th century. Right. You know, so this isn't like this is like some like oddball comic book that they're basing this off of. This is considered one of the greatest comic books of all time. Right. And again, like, I mean, you know, it's widely regarded in mainstream media as something that's a must read, Mm. even if you don't like comic books. Um, I think when they announced the show, like my old concern was always, how do you take the comic book and turn it into a series? Right. And then when we found out that it's not the comic book that they're doing, but they're in the universe taking place 30 years later, yeah, that kind of eased some of my concerns a little bit. I was like, okay, well, I'm intrigued to see what they do now. Yeah. Um, I do think like the first episode, like I think the first five or 10 minutes has to be a recap of what happened you have to explain because, like, I mean, clearly, like the the Calvary, like the, these are followers of Rorschach, right? You know, I, you know. So you have to explain who that is and what what happened that's maybe causing these people to revolt against the government, which would probably involve his diary that you know it got to the New Frontiersman. You know, you have to explain who Ozymandias is. You have to explain the squid. Yeah. You know, you have to explain all of this stuff because yeah. you can't just launch into this this show and expect people to like say oh okay yeah this all makes sense yeah there there has to be a recap in like that first five or ten minutes of this is what happened before probably a whole show i'm not gonna say five or ten minutes i think it's the first first episode's gonna be that yeah dedicated to right because you have like you have to make people understand who dr manhattan is yeah like why he's out there at mars why you know why people were Feel good about Doctor Manhattan being out there looking over us. Yeah, which is, is how it, which is how that the book ends is, where compared to the movie, where in the movie it was like Doctor Manhattan's a threat. We don't ever want him to come back. Right. You know. So he's almost like a <clears throat> layman's terms. He, he's almost like an eternal. Right. I mean, you know what he, I mean. I mean, he he, he he almost is viewing himself as a god. Well, yeah. You know, like I mean, he's at a point like at the end of the book in the movie. Even he's like. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I want to see what else is out there mm-hmm. because I want to expand my knowledge, you know, and it, it's so I'm very intrigued to see how this is going to all kind of play out, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think the, the real key has got to be the first thing you have to do is find a way to bring people up to speed right. on what the original story was that this is all being based on. And right. who, who these people are that are influencing the events 30 years later, even. Yeah. You know. So, no, I get it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, that's it. That's it for Otter. So he says, uh, all right, talk to you later, Otter. So there you go. Interesting stuff.
interesting show. Yeah? Yeah. Went around the bay there. We did. No, before we go, I do want to thank my cousin Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been listening to the show. He heard me talk about not having any furniture. <laughs> he has some furniture he was getting rid of. So I got a couch and love seat now. Nice. Yahoo! That's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so I want to thank, can't thank Joe enough for that. Um, bro, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. You know, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. But also, uh, you know, thank you for the furniture and bringing it over. And we got, you know, in the apartment with little trouble. Nice. You know, so that was nice. An apartment, a house. It's a house. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to Raiden. <laughs> okay. All right. Jamie's kid. Yeah. Uh, Jamie and Jim. Yeah. Um, kid scored like four goals today in soccer. Wow. For a little one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Kid's resilient. Man. Yeah. Gets knocked down, gets right back up. No phase. Yeah. So I'm going to give a shout out to that kid because he did a good job today. So Keep working on that leg. Because there's good money in being a kicker. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But he did a good job, so. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Right. That kid was good. So. Yeah, that's it for me, man. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Um, we're very easy to find. And lastly, uh, we're also a member of a number of different podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the great shows that they have to offer. And lastly, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to uh, enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans. And... Uh, Thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you. Always nice. So there you go. On that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.